The Chris Hahn Show. This is the Chris Hodge Show. I'm your host, Chris Hodge. The truth is on the air and truthfully tonight, America. What can I say? I'm live on a hot summer night in August. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to be part of the national conversation. 631-451-1039. By the way, it was 140 degrees uh, in Death Valley uh, yesterday. Uh, but when it snows sometime uh, in mid-January, I'm sure a lot of people on the right will say, what is this talk of global warming? 140 degrees yesterday. The entire West Coast of the United States is burning. It feels like a swamp in New York for the last week and a half. But, you know, we might have a week in December, which we used to have months of winter. We might have a week or two of winter this year. And guarantee it america mark my words write this down right now uh the conservatives that you heard on before me on your stations around the country will be saying what is this global warming we're talking about oh i see snow outside uh anyway that's not what i came here to talk to you about tonight america and i want to hear from you 631-451-1039 is the number 631451 if you want to be part of the national conversation. I'm live. I'm taking your calls. You can also tweet me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn. Big show tonight. Noel Nick Poor joining me at 9 o'clock. She's a GOP strategist. You see her on MSNBC a lot. You used to see her on Fox with me a lot, but she mostly does MSNBC now. Uh, Noel's a good old friend of the show. Hasn't been on in a while. We're going to have her back tonight. Uh, can't wait to talk to her. But let's let me start with the president's rally in Florida yesterday. And I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the president, um, you know, not really understanding how people buy groceries. But, um, you know, when do you think the last time that guy actually bought groceries was right? I mean, I, I know Trump voters and I really do want to hear from you. I know you think he's one of you, but he's he's really not one of you. He's an elitist and he's using you and he thinks you're a bunch of chumps. OK, he thinks you're a bunch of chumps and he is now giving, um, I don't know, uh, giving accommodation, let's say, giving shelter to even worse conspiracy theorists than himself. Because, you know, Trump is uh, a big conspiracy theorist, okay? He uh, rose to prominence on the birther conspiracy. But now there's this weird group called QAnon that has surfaced. And a lot of the Trumpies have been reading into this. And we're starting to see Q signs at Trump rallies. Now, America, I've been to many presidential rallies in my lifetime. If you go to a presidential rally, you will, you're not allowed to bring in anything that they don't want you to bring in. Signs, cameras, whatever they want you to leave at the door, you need to leave at the door. You can't come in. Secret Service controls the entrance. Uh, the presidential staff says, hey, no signs. You don't come in. These Q signs were all over that Florida rally. It made me start to think, what is this QAnon thing? Well, these are guys who play on that Trump voter feeling of oppression. 
even though you are now in charge of the White House, the House of Representatives, the Senate, and the Supreme Court, for some reason, the Trump voter seems downtrodden. When are they going to get their share? The deep state is out to get them, right? So this is the whole QAnon thing that people in Hollywood and government are all, and big banks and big business are all working together to bring down Trump. And it's a little dangerous because QAnon, unlike other wacko conspiracies, often suggests to its members to go seek things out. And they are showing up places. They're showing up at the Hoover Dam, like like something's going on there. I I just want to ask the Trump voter out there, why is it that you believe this stuff? Why is it that you believe QAnon and you believe Trump when Trump clearly lies day in and day out to you? Okay, I'm not going to go through every single lie, but... I got to play the clip from last night in Florida or two nights ago in Florida where the president of the United States talked about talked about what it takes to buy groceries in America. Now, look, he's doing this whole thing on voter ID because the president can't uh, compete on a field of ideas, right? So what he wants to do is get people who wouldn't vote for him not to vote, right? So people who live in the city who may not have a driver's license might not have a a, a, a picture ID. In Texas, they did this whole thing where you couldn't have a student ID, but your gun ID was right on, baby. You got a gun ID? Great. Student ID, even by a, a state institution? No dice, my friend. You can't vote in that. So what were they doing there? They were trying to choose their voters. But last night... Last night, the president was uh, in rare form. Uh, Play number one for me, Mike. American citizens should vote in American elections. Which is why the time has come for voter ID, like everything else. Voter ID. You know, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture on a card. You need ID. You go out and you want to buy anything. You need ID and you need your picture. In this country, the only time you don't need it, in many cases, is when you want to vote for a president, when you want to vote for a senator, when you want to vote for a governor or a congressman. It's crazy. So, America... Let me just start by asking the Trump voter, and I know most of you guys who listen to me are Trump voters. Now, do you believe that you need to show ID when you buy groceries? Like when you went out and bought uh, produce today or needed milk or bread, did you show the cashier, the the 18-year-old kid at the cashier register, or the 15-year-old kid at the cashier register, did you show them your driver's license? Like are Trump voters now actually saying, oh, yeah. Let's make what the president said true, because I know that when the president says there was no collusion, that he never knew that his son was meeting with the Russians who sent him an email saying the Russian government wants to help your father. I know you all believe that. So do you now believe that you need to show an ID to buy groceries? Because I I, I just think that there's this blind faith And it's not among 
everybody. I think there's a certain amount of, I'll call them 401k Trump voters. But I also think that there is this cult 45. That if the president says it, it must be true. President keeps saying no collusion, been going crazy with the Robert Mueller investigation, especially this week with his campaign manager on trial. He's been in jail for weeks. He's on trial in Virginia. And the president has been tweeting up a storm, America, talking about 17 angry Democrats. Now, um, Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet. There's some sort of no coincidence thing going on here with the president and Q and this whole Q thing. It is a dangerous conspiracy theory group, and the president is giving it aid and comfort. But let me come back to you, the Trump voter. I'm just trying to get inside your head. I want to understand how after lie after lie after lie after lie after lie, you still believe everything this guy says. Provable lies. He's, he's, he's at a rally tonight. Watch him say, can you believe the media talking about how I said you could buy groceries? You need license to buy a groceries or a picture ID to buy a grocery? I guarantee you he'll say something to that nature at some point soon, saying he never said it, even though there's a thing called videotape and audio tape and, you know, the memory of the, you know, 15,000 people in the arena and the, you know, millions of people who've seen it now on television and the tape I just played. The president, though, will say he never said it at some point. I didn't say it. That's not what I meant. Just like in Russia, Helsinki, when he had the, the press conference with Putin. I meant to say wouldn't, not would. So it was kind of a double negative. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Because you'll believe whatever I say. Because you feel oppressed. You feel like the world is out to get you. That's why you'll curse at Jim Acosta, uh, the CNN reporter at the rally. I mean, that, that, those pictures were... I mean, why are these people so angry? What are they angry about? Why do they feel so oppressed? They have the presidency, they have the Congress, and they have the courts. Why do they feel so helpless? I'll tell you why they feel helpless, America. I'll tell you right now. They are cowards. They are afraid that the world is changing and has passed them by. And they only like Trump, even though they know in their heart of hearts, that Trump's really not for them, right? I mean, this tax cut did a lot of good things for big business. It really hasn't made its way down to the working class, America, and they know it. Meanwhile, any tax break they may have gotten has long been devoured by the rising cost of fuel in this country. But they like Trump because Trump, he kind of hates the same people they hate. And even though they hate these people for the wrong reasons and Trump knows better, they like hearing that. They like hearing that, no, it's not your fault, American workers. It's Mexico's fault. Oh, no, it's not your fault, American worker. It's international trade. It's the globalists, as they say. That's what they like. They like the fact that the president of the United States allows them to scapegoat for a little while and pretends he's going to make it better for them. But they have absolutely no concept of who this man is and what he has done in his career. 
and how he has made a lot of people feel like they were going to get a great deal. And then he stuck them. Just ask anybody who ever worked for him in Atlantic City. Ask them. Ask the city of Atlantic City. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 is the number. Phones are open. Chris Hahn Show right now live. 631-451-1039. Tomorrow night I'll be on Tucker, 8 o'clock hour. Saturday night I will be on Justice with Judge Janine, my regular slot, 9, about 9.30. And on Monday night I will be on The Laura Ingram Show. Good to have Mikey B back this week. We missed you last week, Mikey. Uh, we had a guy in here who was, uh, who was okay. He was no Mikey B. But 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to get part of the national conversation tonight uh, here live uh, on the air. But, I, I mean, this is the question I keep asking. I keep asking. I keep asking you. Do you believe everything this man has to say? Do you believe everything he has to say? Because he keeps on, you know, he keeps on spreading these lies. Anyway, 631-451-1039. I'm going to go to the phones. I'm going to go to Mike in Riverhead. Mike, you're on the air. How you doing? How you doing? No, just to answer that one question, I don't believe uh, everything he has to say. Uh, I believe him less than other politicians, but I don't believe many of them at all. Okay, but Um, you believe him less. I believe him less, but I don't know if that's the benchmark by which we want to measure our pride in our uh, government. But I called because I wanted to get your thoughts on possibly Trump hoping for the GOP to lose the Congress or some of the Congress so he could start forcing deals. Well, you know, uh, I can I say this? I have said this before, and I'll say it again. I think the only way President Trump becomes a two-term president is if he gets a Democratic Congress and moves to the center and becomes the pragmatic New Yorker that I thought he'd be when he went to Washington. Uh, the Democrats should not overreach and impeach him unless there's clear evidence that can be, you know, can't be looked at in different ways by anybody that the guy's committed a, a high crime or misdemeanor or treason. So, I mean, so uh, don't impeach him for the reasons that the Republicans impeached Clinton. No, you can't impeach him for the reasons the Republicans impeached Clinton. That's just nonsense. It was nonsense then, and it cost them. It cost them then. Thanks thanks for your call, Mike. 631-451-1039 is the number. Let me go to Zach on the Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore! What's up, Zach? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. What's on your mind? Uh, Just wondering, um, to what extent, what uh, sources and things that you uh, use to kind of verify information and, um, you know, uh, obviously the political landscape is is murky and everybody's lying all over the place. Right. um, But, uh, yeah, like, how... To what extent do you, what, what sources are, do you find credible these days in order to actually know that the information that you're reading well, is true? Well, I try to get direct sources as much as I can, right? Right from the horse's mouth. But, uh, yep. but I read the New York Times. I read the AP Wire every single day. I think AP is, is, does some great reporting. I read Politico. I read McClatchy's. I read the Washington Post. Uh, I think they do good work. There are some people in conservative media that, that actually do real reporting. I, you know, I think uh, you know, um, uh, Shep Smith uh, over at Fox News does a pretty good job as well. But you, you've got to get yep. – you've got you to gotta trust people uh, that you – know, look, the New York Times editorial page, without a doubt, slants to the left. But their news is straight down the middle. 
Same thing with the Washington Post. And I get it. I hear these conservatives complaining my entire career about, oh, the leftist newspapers. Well, yeah, I think that there's been you know a, a left lean on a lot of editorial boards. Not all of them. But the actual papers themselves do a great job. And I think Politico, which doesn't really do a lot of editorializing, they have some guest opinion people. But uh, they do a lot of good straight news on politics, and I think it's fantastic. I read, I read it like five times a day. I'm always looking for breaking news yeah. on Politico. And uh, I, you know, it's, it's my favorite website, probably. I, I think I'm on it more than anything else. Uh, but you know, I read the Times. Yeah. I read the local papers here on Long Island, read Newsday. Um, you know, I try to so, pick up daily news. So I, I, I think, I think every, a lot of people do a good job reporting, a new, reporting news, right? But what, what they miss, and everybody misses because they're so fractionalized, is the big picture. Um, and what's actually happening on the uh, wider um, lens of, of the global landscape and, and how all the pieces actually fit together. You, right. If you actually read the entire newspaper and you actually can plug almost how every single story that's in a different section actually relates to other things and how they're connected, yeah. um, that's a big thing that's missing. And you see, uh, you see um, you know, while you know, Trump, Trump obviously says things that are that are off and uh, you know I'm, I, I, I voted for Trump but um, you know for a lot of reasons I'm, I'm not like the biggest fan in the way his approach but right. he definitely has a strategy right he has a strategy I think well, let me ask you this Zach you're a Trump voter still with him um comparatively yes I, no, 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 not I, comparatively I, there's no Hillary Clinton right this is what they want you well, to do yeah, they want I, you to think I'm, I'm well here's the thing here's the thing I I'm I'm with Trump because I, I know personally um, from a lot of experience and from a lot of heavy economic research and heavy, heavy research on my own on a number of areas and technology as well, I, I know what he's facing. Um, and so I, I see what he's trying to do. I, I also am 13 more moves ahead of him in terms of I, I, under, I know like how what he's doing isn't going to work. Right. But I do know that, the, but I do understand that the strategy that he's trying to do is in the right place. It's with the right heart. Um, although I think it's flawed. Well, I think it's also a lot about him, Zach. I think that's the thing with him. And thanks for your call. 631-451-1039 is the number. Uh, I think the problem with Trump more than anything else is that Trump is about Trump. Trump wants policies that benefit Trump. Trump wants law enforcement to benefit Trump. Trump wants everything to benefit Trump. The reason why Trump can't bring himself to really call out the Russians for their meddling in the election is because it benefited him and he feels that it's a slant on him. And he wants to go to rallies and talk about voter ID and voter fraud. There was voter fraud, America. There was people interfering with our election. They were Russians and they were doing it to help the president. And the president, if he all he had to do was say, Right at the beginning, um, I'm going to make sure this never happens again. There'd probably be no investigation into him right now. Instead, you know, he, me think thou doth protest too much, right? I mean, that's, that's, I, I keep going back to it. Why does the president care so much? Why is he so afraid of this investigation? And the investigation is not really into him. It's into Russian meddling in the election. It's being run by a Republican a lifelong Republican who was appointed by somebody who was appointed by Trump. These are not 17 angry Democrats, as the president points out in his tweets. 
And then his friends in QAnon repeat. Everybody's wondering who QAnon is. I, I think we know it's Steve Bannon, right? It almost even looks like Bannon. A lot of nonsense. But the problem Trump has more than anything else is he cannot think about anybody but himself and his family and his own interests, his own personal interests. And he needs to say, you know, he he likes to say America first, but that's not his policies. His policies are Trump first, Trump first. I'm all for America first. Put America first. All right, guys, 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. I'm live. I'm taking your calls right after this break. See you soon. The Chris Hahn Show. I'm back. I'm live. I'm still taking your calls at 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, pick up your phone and give me a call. 631-451-1039. A little later on tonight, I got Noelle Nikpour. You've seen her on MSNBC. She's on there a lot. GOP strategist. Worked for a lot of people. Worked for Rudy Giuliani, actually. I got to have to talk to her about that. Uh, 631-451-1039 is my number. Don't forget, watch me tomorrow night on uh, Tucker Carlson at 8 o'clock on the Fox News channel. You can also watch me Saturday night on Janine Pirro on the Fox News channel, 9 o'clock, and uh, 10 o'clock on Laura Ingram on the Fox News channel. I'm the liberal there. You know that. I'm the progressive out there telling you the truth, bringing the balance to what used to be called fair and balance. And I want you to pick up the phone right now and give me a call because I'm live on a hot, steamy August night, 631 451 1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. Mike B's back. I was trying to talk to him before he was dealing with the callers. Thank you. We missed you last week, Mike. Hey, man. It's, you can't, you can't be that a guy was like, what, 19, 18? He's young. He's young. Yeah. <laughs> Good dude, though. He couldn't, he couldn't pull the clip, one clip I needed, but it was okay. We figured it out. Somebody wasn't coming up with the computer, he was telling me. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. It it's like, one of those bad computers. Well, it's a slow computer. There's a lot of stuff on it. When it doesn't want to come up, it doesn't want to come up. Sometimes, you know. You've got you've to ease it up. You somehow figure it out. You somehow figure it out. I don't know. You, yeah, we're doing the show for, you know. Five on, years? On and off five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mike's been with me since the beginning. I know how it goes. He knows how it goes. 631-451-1039 is how it goes. And by the way, the Biddleman Show. That's right. Saturday night, seven, su- Sunday night, 730. Sunday, 730. Every good show. Sunday. Good show. Who do you got coming on this week? This weekend, we got uh, the, I guess, alternative reggae band, Oogie Wawa. Oogie Wawa. Yeah, they're uh, they're you know they're, they kind of sound like Sublime ish type deal. All right, a little, little hard, harder rock than you know reggae music, but a bunch of cool dudes and you know they tour. They gonna play East live Coast. in the studio or what? Uh, no, we haven't had anyone play live yet. We haven't no? had the uh, the equipment to rig it up yet, but we've, we've played, we play a couple of their tracks. It's All right, good. And then if you want to get really into it, we do uh, an after show that airs every Wednesday at around seven thirty, eight o'clock, whatever. Nice. Why not do the after show right after. immediately after the show? I have one more be... content people to keep following and you know. All right. Pay attention a little more. I gotcha. You know. That's the Biddleman Show. Don't forget to uh, to listen in on uh, Saturday night, uh, Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday night at seven thirty. That's you'll, why I keep missing. I turn it on. You'll get it one day. One you'll of these days, I'll day. get it right. It's my old time <laughs> slot. My first time slot here was exactly. uh, was six to eight on Sunday go. nights. 
uh, back in the day, Hamptons Drive Time, I called Hamptons it. Drive Time, Hamptons exactly. Drive Time. But exactly. all right, let's, let's get back to politics, America. Go. Let's talk about this man, the President of the United States, who, by the way, today sent out his entire national security team to talk about the Russian threat. Every single one of them, Homeland Security Director, the uh, NI, DNI, uh, the Mr. Mustache came out there. They were all out there talking about uh, Russia is a threat to our election and we are going to stop it. And what did the president do about 15 minutes ago at his rally in Pennsylvania, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, where he is right now? He said that the Russian thing's a hoax, that it's a scam, that it's, uh, you know, it's dividing the country, which it's not. Most Americans think it's, you know, something that should be pursued because they've interfered with our election. So once again, you know, the president's people are trying to do the right thing. In America, look, I, I, I have been in government a long time. I know there are a lot of good Republicans uh, that want to do the right thing by America. I do not have this they are the enemy kind of thing that a lot of the Trumpies have against me and against other people on the left. No, I know that uh, guys like Dan Coats, who's a serious guy, who's been in intelligence his entire life, wants to do the right thing. But his boss, the President of the United States, wants to do what's right for him. Donald Trump cares about Donald Trump. He doesn't care about America. He doesn't care if the Russians interfere with this election as long as the Russians give him more votes in Congress. That's what he cares about, America. He cares about himself. And there he is at his rally talking about the hoax, calling the Russia thing a hoax. You know, the Russia thing he had a pre-meeting with his son about before he met with the Russians who sent him an email saying, uh, we've got dirt on Hillary Clinton. We want to give it to you as part of the Russian nation support, the Russian government support of your father. Now, America, if you think that Donald Trump didn't know about that, if that little Donnie Jr. didn't go run into his daddy's office uh, the minute he got that email and talked to him about it, you don't know how it works in rich families like that, where the son basically, you know, everything about Donald Trump Jr. is about Donald Trump Sr., right? Everything about him, his name, his lifestyle, his job, it's all about his dad. So if he had something he could give his dad that didn't cost him anything, why wouldn't he just go tell his dad? Like, on what planet would he not tell his dad about the meeting he was going to have with his campaign manager, his brother-in-law, and the Russians to get dirt on his opponent, his, his, his mortal enemy, as he called her. You, you think that he'd just keep that to himself? Let me just keep it to myself and see what happens. Let me just keep it to myself. Maybe they won't have any dirt on Hillary. I don't know. Then why did the president two days later that day basically say, in a couple of days, I'm going to do a speech on all that's been going on with the Clintons. And I think you'll find it very, very interesting. Come on, America. Come on, America. You know better than that. You know better than that. And by the way, why is it then that the president's men now are saying, oh, collusion's not a crime, even if he did talk to the Russians? You know, they keep moving the goalposts, right? First is Trump didn't know anything about the meeting. Trump didn't do anything with the Russians. The campaign didn't collude with the Russians. Now it's like, mm, collusion's not a crime. Actually, let's play that. Rudy Giuliani you know, hit all the talk shows this week talking about how collusion's not a crime. Play number two for me. Giuliani, President Trump's attorney, former New York City mayor. I've been sitting here looking in the federal code trying to find collusion. 
as a crime. <laughs> it's not. Collusion is not a crime. No, no, he's right. Collusion's like 25 different crimes. Conspiracy, fraud, breaking and entering. <laughs> there are multiple crimes, Mr. Mayor. Multiple crimes committed if the Trump campaign worked with the Russians to influence the election in any way, shape, or form. Willingly worked with the Russians. Knowingly and willingly worked with the Russians to advance the president's goal of getting elected president. There are multiple crimes. Yeah, you know, collusion itself, you won't find that in there. But you're moving the goalpost. Remember? No collusion. There was no collusion. Now it's like collusion is not a crime. Do you believe that, America? Do you believe that Trump voter out there? Pick up the phone. I'm live tonight. 631-451-1039 is my number. If you want to be part of this conversation, pick up the phone. 631-451-1039. Should they be allowed to move the goalposts? Change the rules? Change their own story? You're okay with that? You're okay with him going from there was no collusion to collusion's not a crime? I'm waiting for the president of the United States to say it. And believe me, I will play that clip over and over and over again if the President of the United States says collusion is not a crime. 631-451-1039. How about obstruction of justice? Is that a crime? Is that a crime, Mr. Mayor? Obstruction of justice? Why won't the President grow a pair and sit down with Robert Mueller? Why won't the President sit across from the man uh, and, and, and talk to him? Why won't he do that? What is he waiting for? I mean, this is what I keep asking these questions. The president of the United States, this big, tough guy, says he's got nothing to hide. Okay, go sit down with Robert Mueller. If you sit down with Robert Mueller and you get through that interview, you could end this whole thing right now. Or you could resign. Which I think is more likely, America, if this guy sits down with Robert Mueller. And we don't have the kind of result that he thinks. Anyway, 631-451-1039 is my number. Let me go to Jude in Bohemia. Hey, Jude, you're on the air. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Thanks for having me. Um, I got to say, I, I don't understand what the purpose is, or what we think, what you think you're going to get out of this Russian collusion stuff. I want it's, it's the truth, Jude. Jude, all I want whatever is the comes out, Jude, whatever comes out. All I want is the feelings. Tr- I guarantee it. All I want, I guarantee it. All I want is the truth. It's not going to bring them down. Well, I don't care if it You're brings it down. Get anything out of this? <laughs> it's a lot of wasted gas. It's so I'm going to I'm going to put him on hold, Mike. I'm going to put him on hold because uh, he's not letting me talk, and I'm going to tell him I don't want to bring him down. I don't want to learn that the president committed treason because really ultimately that's what it would be right it would be treason no i want the truth jude and i think america wants the truth how about that can you handle the truth jude oh i can handle the truth all right well that's what i want to get a lot of this stuff definitely happened but it's too big of a fish to bring down on something like this well i think america has the right to know don't you but what it look these things happen we all know there's dirty dealing the politics I'm sure dirty dealing in politics is one thing. Dirty dealing in politics is one thing. Working with our biggest adversary is a completely different thing. You know, it's it's a completely, completely different thing. 
So I don't think Russia is the biggest adversary we could have. They hate us for sure. And they are trying intentionally to disrupt our politics because they don't want to compete with us on the world stage. That's the thing, right? The Russians want to disrupt our politics. 631-451-1039 is my number. I'm live. 631-451-1039. They want to disrupt. They want to, they want to disrupt our politics. They want us to appear weak. And by the way, I'm sorry, Trump voter, your strong guy, your strong leader, Donald Trump. He didn't seem so strong when he was standing next to Vladimir Putin, did he? He didn't seem strong to me. He seemed pretty weak. He seemed pretty weak. He seemed like he was unwilling to say to the man who interfered with this election, these elections in this country, and who's still trying to do it right now. He was unable to say to that man, don't do it again. We know it was you and there'll be consequences if you do it again. No, that's what a strong leader would have said in that meeting. Two hours alone with them, and his DNI doesn't even know what was addressed in that meeting. The DNI, two weeks after that meeting today, gave a press conference, and he didn't even know what the president had said. Not once did the president communicate that entire conversation with Putin to his director of national intelligence. Do you think that's a good thing, America? Do you think that that's what we should be doing? Do you think that's what the president of the United States should be doing? 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, I'm on the air. I'm live. 631-451-1039 on a hot, hot August day. And God, I tell you, it is hot in this studio, guys. I'm suffering for my art tonight. 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, Noel Nickpour joining me at the top of the hour. Uh, GOP strategist. She worked on a lot of big campaigns. She worked for Giuliani. I think she was his fundraiser at one point. Um, she's been around. She's on TV all the time. You see her, you know her. Been on the Chris Hancho a bunch. Haven't had her on recently. Looking forward to having her back. Uh, but 631-451-1039 is my number uh, if you want to be part of the national conversation because I want you to be part of this. And you don't have to agree with me. Disagree with me. I took Jude. Jude didn't agree with me. You disagree with me. You go to the front of the line. That's where you go. And you can also tweet at me, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn, uh, if you're too shy for the radio, if you don't really want to, uh, you know, you don't really want to get on the, on, the, on the radio. You want to, you know, just kind of tweet, and usually you'll tweet something that's not good, but uh, you could tweet at me if you want. You could tweet at me if you want. I got the cutest little girl like looking in the window here. Like I'm, you know, there's a I'm in a fishbowl studio, people walking by. She's she's like four years old. She's like, what is that? Why is that man yelling at the microphone? <laughs> it's very funny. 631-451-1039 is the number if you want to be part of the national conversation. But this is the thing. I mean, they're moving the goalposts. Giuliani. I've been sitting here uh, looking at uh, collusion in the dictionary, uh, collusion in the uh, federal code. I don't see it as a crime. Well, is conspiracy a crime? (laughs) I mean, is conspiracy a crime? How about treason? Is treason a crime, Mr. Mayor? Because I think some people might have committed. I really feel, I mean, that's Paul Manafort is not on trial for treason this week. And I think people are going to get all confused. He's on trial for tax evasion this week. In about a month, he'll go on trial for other things. And one of them is conspiracy against the United States and treason. I don't know if it's treason. I don't know if he's been charged with treason, but he he seems to have committed treason to me, America. I don't know if it's provable, but the man for the last 10 years before he went to work for Donald Trump 
work for oligarchs who sit at the right hand of Vladimir Putin. And then for some reason, took a job for no pay working for Donald Trump. Now, why would he do that? Why would he do that? And Donald Trump is saying that this guy who clearly evaded taxes, if you believe the filings, I mean, he's innocent until proven guilty, but I think he's going to be proven guilty. Made multi-millions of dollars working for Russian oligarchs trying to keep Ukraine in the Russian sphere of influence. And out of ours, by the way. Donald Trump basically saying, oh, he's caught in the witch hunt and being treated very unfairly. I, look, America, open your eyes. Open your eyes. We've got a group of people that are intent on serving themselves. They are not intent on serving the country. They are serving themselves. And they will work with whoever they need to work with to achieve their gains. Paul Manafort got rich serving dictators. Donald Trump got rich stealing from little people. Okay? Donald Trump got rich stealing from people without a lot of money. And right now, Donald Trump is president of the United States by scamming the same people, making them think he cares about them. Why? Because he'll go to the lowest common denominator. Who do you hate? Who do you want to scapegoat? You want to scapegoat Nancy Pelosi for some reason? Okay, scapegoat Nancy Pelosi. You want to scapegoat Mexicans, people freeing tyranny, fleeing tyranny uh, in the Middle East and coming here as refugees? Okay. You want to say that it's all the liberals' fault? People who live in the city because you don't live in the city? Is that what you want to do? You think it's all the city's fault? America, in the next 15 years, 70% of Americans will live in major metropolitan areas. 70%. The cities are the future of this country. And I know Republicans love to show this big map of all the red and then just the blue is like on the coasts and a little bit in the middle, Illinois. The blue is where the people live, America. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by almost 4 million votes. And Donald Trump tonight at his rally is probably saying how, oh, the popular vote where people could vote as many times as well. It's harder to win the electoral college. It's really hard to lose the popular vote and win the electoral college. I'll admit to that. That is hard. It's only happened four times now in our nation's history, maybe five. But that's what this president did. He somehow won the electoral college by switching about 70,000 votes in three states. It was not an overwhelming majority I, I get the tweets from people saying, we're the majority, we're the silent majority. No, you're the loud minority. The Trump voter is the loud minority, not the silent majority. And that is something that we have to reckon with here. Anyway, 631 451 1039. Let me go to Terry from Patchogue. Terry, how you doing? Hi there, Chris. What's on your mind? Enough of this Russian stuff, please. Oh, my God. 
I hey. can't hear it anymore. Well, look, until we get the truth, until we get the facts, we got to talk about it. Because it's, it's, All right, he's our president. What are you going to do? What's what are we going to do? We can prevent it from happening again? We can prevent what? it from happening right, again? Listen. Don't you want to do that? Got a... All right, if Hillary did this, I'm sure she had some stuff up her sleeve against Trump. Um, if right? Hillary colluded with the Russians, I'd want her to face the consequences for it. Or anybody else. She could have colluded with anybody. No, no, look. If there's Trump. a thing about, look, getting research on your opponent is one thing. Having a foreign government intentionally interfere with our election is a completely different thing, Terry. Uh, this is I the problem. I can't hear it anymore. It is he's what it is. He's president now. He's there. He's there. Yeah, he's there. And how did he get there? And what's happening now? And what is he trying to do? Why is he trying to obstruct justice? To it, it, You know, it's too fishy for me. I've got to know the answers. And I think you need to know them, too. All you right. want to know them. All right. Terry, I have a few other things to talk about. Quickly. Quick, because I only got about 30 seconds. I'm up against a hard break. Oh, no. This Alex Jones stuff. I know this probably uh, was exciting you this week. Oh, with him saying that uh, Obama sleeps with a bunch of dudes. Didn't he get suspended or something? Uh, thank God. The guy's crazy. The guy's crazy. You know, I love talking about him. I talk about him all the time. I talk about him all the time. But he is out of his mind, completely out of his mind, Terry. But Terry, I love you. Thank you for calling. Okay. Talk to you soon. 631-451-1039 is my number. I will probably be not taking your calls for about another 20 minutes or so because I'm going to have a guest at the bottom of the hour. Noel Nikpour will join me after the break. Uh, But uh, look, I get it. People don't want to keep hearing about it. You know, Mueller hasn't you know, really announced what the case is. But guys, it's important. 631-451-1039 is my number. I'll take your calls at the bottom of the hour. Noel Nickpour joins me after the break. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at. Everything else you heard today, and listen up. The Chris Hahn Show is on the air. All right, I'm back. I'm live. I'll be taking your calls at 631-451-1039 in about 10 minutes. Don't forget, catch me tomorrow night on Tucker, Saturday night, 9.30 on Justice with Judge Janine, and Monday night on uh, The Ingram Angle. But joining me right now, a good friend of mine, haven't had her on the show in a while. I had the beggar to come on. She's like, I'm on vacation. What do you want me to do? I don't even know if they're going to have cell service where I'm at. And I'm like, I'm sure they have cell phone service out there. Now she's standing in the middle of the road because she's a good friend, and it's the only place where her cell service works. Noel Nickpour, she's fantastic. You see her on MSNBC mostly nowadays. Uh, I haven't seen you on Fox in a while. I haven't been, been on TV with you in a while. It's been a long time. How are you doing? Hey there. I'm doing well. I love that introduction that I'm in the middle of the road because literally I'm in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I meant I meant you are actually in the middle of the road. Now, your politics sometimes comes to the middle of the road, but not always. <laughs> you. Thank so, you, my friend. <laughs> so it's been a while. We haven't talked. Uh, I haven't talked to you in, in months. And right. I don't know, you know, I, I'm just going to give you a general question. Then we'll talk a little bit about guns and other things like that. But Got it. But let me ask you generally uh the mood of the country right now i think is very tense and this president isn't doing anything to help it um what is your thought on the way things are going here his reaction to russia the russia investigation his his helsinki visit i i just feel like it's a non-stop barragement and i would love to hear what you have to think 
Well, I think, you know, I think there's a couple of things going on. I think that, you know, first of all, I've got to tell you that the if you if you listen to what Trump is saying, he is exasperated with the investigation. He feels like over and over and over again that they are coming to the same conclusion that there was no collusion. And I think that he feels like, along with his administration, that this is a witch hunt, that they're out to get him, that this is that nothing good can come out of this. So as far as the as Trump, that's what he thinks. And as you know, um, it's, it's no secret, I feel like that the GOP has morphed around Trump uh, versus Trump morphing around yes. the GOP. Yeah, that's the big question I have for you. I mean, you've been involved with Republican politics your whole life. And he doesn't seem like a Republican to me in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, he, you know, I guess tax cuts. Well, that's he, a big he re- wasn't, Chris. He was a moderate. I mean, he had supported uh, both Democrats and Republicans. So this guy was not, you know, seen in the halls of the RNC. This guy was not on everybody's um, list. I'm a national fundraiser, and this guy was not seen on our national list right. as, a, as a Republican to call to call on for Republican causes or issues. So he really, when he came down from the escalator that day, he came out of nowhere and yeah. he identified himself as a, um, not really as much of a Republican as he proclaimed to be a patriot. He really ran on being a patriot. Right. And, um, and then, so- and then the patriot, you know, arranged a meeting with his sons with his, our biggest adversary. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe. I'm sure you agree with me. I find it hard to believe that Don Jr., who's gotten everything in his life from his father, did not tell his father the minute he got that email about this potential meeting with the Russians to get dirt on Hillary. I find it hard well, to believe. The only thing that I will tell you is this. When you are, you, I mean, you worked for Schumer. I did. When, when you're working in a campaign, I worked for Giuliani. I've worked for many candidates. When you're running in a campaign and it's a frenzy and you are, you've got a lot of buzz. There, there are a lot of things that happen in the heat of the moment. There are a lot of things, and you may hear something. You're in a car. You're on a phone, and someone says something. He may have heard something, but he may have not known the details of something. Yeah, like I that. don't know. There are so many. And, and you've also got to admit one thing, at least you know when you're working in the campaign business. When you get a tip on something, you you listen to it. There's not really a crime in listening to, you know, oh, you know, we we hear that Hillary Clinton's doing this or doing that. Oh, really? This might help us. If, well, you know, we yeah, I, I get that. But if there was no crime and no coordination with the Russians, why then did they lie so much about that meeting? Why is it that... Every answer we get on that meeting changes. The goalposts now move on that meeting first. I, uh, you know, I even like Rudy Giuliani think, the other day alluded to a pre-meeting about this meeting. Like nobody even asked about a pre-meeting. Nobody knows what what that means. Nobody knows anything. I mean, Rudy Giuliani, um, you know, I think was was saying something on how he interpreted something else. Well, I think I think people not, know. I mean, you know, that's and he's not really the official White House communications 
No, but he's the president's he's lawyer. He, lawyer. He's the president's lawyer. He's out there. And I, look, I don't want to make you speak ill will of your old boss. I'm not going to do that. No, uh, I mean, I like, I like Rudy Giuliani. I think he's a great guy. I think he's an extremely smart guy. But this is a, this is guy, if you're an attorney, and, you know, this is Trump's attorney, tr- attorneys look at things from all different types of angles. You don't just look at one thought theory. Right. I mean, you have to look at each different theory. And, you know, they're very literal. So he probably is breaking it down to the point to where, you know, he's like, you know, they had a meeting before the meeting. So, right, right. You know, I, I think he's taking things a little too literal. And I think it's, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are wishing he, you know, would not pontificate on television. He sent out his national security team today to talk about how they're going to do everything to stop the Russians from interfering. And then he went to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania today and uh, about an hour ago and said, the Russian hope, Russian thing's a hoax. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, cross communication going on. That's not, that is not a secret. But, I think me saying that is not a secret. I yep. think there's a lot of, you know, things that are coming out. It's very hard when you have White House communications uh, or a lawyer or whatnot coming out with a statement and then your boss, Donald Trump, wakes up at three in the morning and tweets something that negates it. So this is a very difficult time that we're living yep. in. Yep. And I think that this is a very different presidency. This is not normal. You know, we didn't have Obama did not tweet things and have his White House, you know, no, Obama, and before me, that, George W. Bush did not do that. So remember when really you could go on vacation and not think about the president for a couple of days? I, yeah, I mean, gone. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I, I even say this to my Republican friends. Well, you cannot stop thinking about Donald Trump ever right now. It's been no, like. No, and, and, and Christopher, if you do stop thinking about it, him, he will remind you in a tweet the next morning. Exactly. <laughs> I miss the days where we could just say, oh, the president, nobody really cares about him. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> by the way, no, I'm talking to Noel Nakpour. You see her on MSNBC. She was my original sparring partner on Justice with Judge Janine, which I still do every <laughs> Saturday night at 930. I think the problem with you and me on that show is we like each other too much and we wouldn't go at it. Me and Dan Bongino fight. <laughs> we fight too much. But before I know, I'm not going to keep you too long because you're standing in the middle of the street. You're, she's literally, Thank guys... You risking her life standing in the middle of a dark road in a vacation town you know the things you do for your friends noel i'll never forget (laughs) you for it but i want to ask you you one more thing before you go uh you know you this whole thing with these printer guns Mm -hmm. that are out there and 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 i see some gun right advocates saying we need the printer guns and you know there's a law in the books right now saying you can't have all plastic guns you know what's your take on this well you know it it it's it's bad. I was on Stephanie Rule's show day before yesterday, and we were, you know, we were getting into the subject. And number one, I think it goes beyond uh, a freedom and a right. Right. It's uh, it's a security issue. It's a safety issue. Let me give you an example of something that could go wrong. Three D three D printer, which is not, you know, they're not common, but you can get them. Yep. So they're available, and you have 16 guys that are going to board a flight to Europe, and each of them have different parts of this plastic gun. They assemble it on the plane, and then all of a sudden, even though it's not a professional gun, you've got 16 guys with plastic guns with a, with a bullet lodged in right. it. Now you tell me how that situation is going to work out. And they can pass through TSA because they're each going to have a part. 
right. and then they're going to assemble it. Right. So that's scary. Very scary. think about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we and can't... The, and the majority of people that are looking to assemble, assemble some of these things usually are kids. And these, these are the exact people you don't want assembling and doing things like right. that. Right. Think about think about the first time there's a school shooting with something like this. You know, like it, it, right. it you know, some kids gonna, you know, be bullied and, and, and have access to that printer, maybe even their own school and they're right. gonna print it right there. Yeah, I mean they've got let's just say you have a three D printer, you know, that prints the uh, the school yearbooks and the and the whatnot. And you get access to it and they make something and that's all it takes. It's just it's you know what, and it with everything that we have going on, you know, while we're lobbying, you know, for for and against uh, gun rights, and, and it's a very volatile situation, and it's, uh, you know, it's passionate people both on both sides right. of it. The last thing we need to do is throw gasoline in the fire with this stupid uh, 3D possibility plastic gun. So this is the last thing we need to do. I, I, you know what? Very reasonable uh, position. I know the president took the same position, which I thought was amazing. I don't understand why right. the NRA, like Wayne LaPierre, why doesn't he just come out and say, this is ridiculous, you can't have it? It's not. I think, Chris. I don't think this is NRA stuff. I think this is, you know, uh, the the body that passed the law that said it was okay. This is a judicial deal. Yeah, it's really isn't even the NRA. Everybody's looking at the NRA. It's really in the NRA. NRA didn't, you know, really lobby it because if you think about it, this really is not a great thing for gun manufacturers, and they really represent the gun manufacturer and the Second Amendment. Right. This really does not do anything to help the gun manufacturers. This goes against it. So yeah. this really is not an NRA deal. Well, a lot of people are blaming the NRA. Really, not well, their deal. I appreciate you coming on. I know you're out there in the Hamptons. Oh, I shouldn't say where you're at. <laughs> so, but you're out there having fun, and, and you took some time out of your vacation standing in the middle of the road. You got anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Ah, let's see. I am going to be on MSNBC on a Sunday at 4 o'clock. Nice. Well, you, you do well on that. I always see you on MSNBC. You do fantastic. I really appreciate you. your opinion. And I really sure. do appreciate you coming coming on. Noelle Nickpour, follow her on Twitter, at Noelle Nickpour on Twitter. Great friend of mine. Noelle, I really appreciate you joining me. Come back soon, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Noelle. 631-451-1039 is my number. I'm live. And I'm taking your calls. I don't usually uh, let the guests go halfway through, but she literally was standing in the middle of the street because she had no cell service where she was staying. Okay, she's in the middle of a dark street. A dark street. I, I know where she is, and there are no street lights there, okay? She's standing in the middle of the road by herself. She, you know, she weighs about 90 pounds soaking wet. I, I'm not going to let her get hit by a car. Uh, I guess I, I let her hit, stand there for 15 minutes. But, you know, Mike, I got to let her go. I got to let her you know, get back to her life and go back to her party. You know, okay, her life. Uh-oh. Dang it. All right, there we go. I said this, this Chris Hansel should be her life. Yes. <laughs> right? It should be, especially Priority. when we go national, baby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> especially when we have 900 markets like Hannity. There you go. That'll be, that's what we got to get, guys. That's where, you know, why aren't I on 900 markets? Soon enough, hopefully. Soon. It's coming, baby. Crossed. It's time. It's going to be the year of Han, 2019. <laughs> Hope so, man. But 631-451-1039. I'm live right now taking your call. 631-451-1039 is my number. Uh, taking your calls uh, for the rest of the way. Don't forget, catch me tomorrow on Justice Week. No, excuse me. Tomorrow night is Tucker, 8 o'clock. 9.30 on Saturday is Justice with Judge Janine, and Monday is um, uh, my appearance on Ingram. By the way, Mike, I can't go out anymore. 
uh, without a hat on, or I, I am now literally getting recognized everywhere I go. People asking me to take pictures. It's getting embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. That's cool. Let's have the fun. It's no? not. It's not like it's always the same type. Of, it's always like a sixty-five-year-old. You know, white guy. All right. You know? Hey, I seen you on that show. Hey, all right. And they're all, by the way, everybody always nice. You know, I, I hear these conservatives uh, that are only on Fox whining about how people won't let them go to the movies. And <laughs> give me a break. I mean, I'm on Fox News. I am the opposite of everybody who watches exactly. Fox News, and they come up to me and they are nice. Do not tell me that liberals who only see you on Fox News, and by the way, they're not watching you on Fox News. They don't 100%. know who you are. They're not coming up to you. And nobody who watches MSNBC comes up to me. No CNN people see me and say, oh, I've seen you on uh, Fox News. No. <laughs> Fox News people watch, and they're mm. nicest, nice, nice to me. Yeah, they should be. They're they're, nice they want to take pictures. They want to shake my hand. They want to like, tell me that they love seeing me on Fox, but they disagree with everything I say. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. So, <laughs> it's fine. 631-451-1039 is my number. It's because I'm doing so much prime time. You know, I've been doing Fox for a long time. I have never done as much prime time as I'm doing now. I, I had been relegated mostly to daytime. I would yeah. do Megyn Kelly in primetime. Once in a while, I'd do Hannity. But now I'm only on in primetime. And I got to tell you, I think it's the Piero show. That Piero show, um, the ratings on that show, you, it, it's Saturday night. It used to really? be like, Saturday night? it used to be nobody watched it. Noel and I used to be on the couch. They used to make me go into the I, I, I'd be on the couch with Noel every Saturday night. It was not the kind of conversations we have now. But I would do it every Saturday night. Every other Saturday night, I would do it in a while. Now I do it basically every Saturday. Um, but uh, it's uh, the funny thing is, is that when I'm not on, they get like Hillary Clinton's former press secretary. They get to fill in for me, and they don't like him. Oh, wow. He's he's had much bigger jobs than me. But I, you know, there's a, there's an art here. You got to be fun. Yeah, you have fun with it. You know how to snap. You know how to do my thing. You know, Turn it it's, it's like a little bit of a, a little bit of a twisting of the. You know, the, it's, like it's, said, it's good. You know, the infotainment. Right, it's infotainment. I'm not trying to win the war. I'm trying to educate and inform. Yeah. You know, I don't expect to to win everybody over uh, with my arguments. That's step one. As long as you, as soon as right. you accept that within yourself, you're good to. Go to this, she tweeted something out the other night, Mike, and I was in the tweet. It got retweeted, tweeted like twenty thousand times. Twenty thousand retweets. Is your is your stock going up? Your My Twitter, Twitter I, I have gained two hundred Twitter followers in the last twenty eight days. That's awesome. Two hundred in the last twenty. I'm That's almost good. at four thousand. I'm like five below. I'm like one hundred and five away from four thousand. We got a little party when you get five thousand. Five thousand. Does that make me a real celebrity? I'm I'm verified. I'm Are you verified Devon, I'm ver- I've been verified for a year and a half. Oh, all right. That's even. That's they a good verified me very early at Twitter. And, you know, I was a TV guy who was on Twitter, and they would say, follow him on Twitter. The problem is, is that most people on Fox are either really old and don't have Twitter. There you go. Or if they have Twitter, they don't like me. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't follow me. Every now and then, I get somebody tweeting at me. Oh, look at you. You only got 3,700 Twitter followers. You're on national television. I'm like, Like, dude, you've got three followers. Yeah. And I'm one of them. Yeah, and I'm one of them. (laughs) What the hell's wrong with me? You know, I get people tweeting at me, telling me I have few followers. Meanwhile, they have five followers. So, I mean, 3,800, 3,900 now almost. 3,900 is a respectable amount of followers for a guy who doesn't spend all day tweeting. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I'd most, much rather be playing HQ. There you go. I logged on tonight just to get my uh, streak, keep my streak alive for my Did actual not do life. that? Yeah, you got to do it. I haven't played in a while. 
You missed it. I, I, I won. I played one of the sports. You won? What did you win the sports I won. Uh, no, I won the regular HQ uh, two weeks ago, and I and I yeah, got to the final yeah. question on Friday, and I, I messed it up. But 71 cents, baby. Yeah, I was one of the sports. With the sports one, you actually win some money. It's $1,000 to practice. I know, but when I, the couple times I played, I was literally, I literally just forgot to answer a question because I was talking to someone else when I was playing. So I lost, but I got all the, everything right. I would have won. but So I would have won about 10 bucks. I got to tell you, the sports one's hard. I, I can't figure the sports one out. I, I, I'm, I'm knocked out at like question five. Yeah, I, I think I'm a sports guy. I was good. I mean, I'm, I know a lot about baseball, and football, and hockey. You gotta. I, I get, I'm not gonna lie. I guess in like two of them. Yeah, right my basketball you, knowledge is is the Knicks and Michael Jordan. You know, yeah, I know a little much. bit about LeBron. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. You know, I mean, I, I can tell you who Steph Curry plays for. Exactly, I know, Wayne, I know the basics, that kind of yeah. stuff. But I, I, you know, I am not. A, I'm not really. And the Knicks, the last couple of years, have not been worth watching. So yeah, a couple of years, the last yeah. decade. Yeah, it's been I mean? pretty pretty bad. But anyway, six three one four five one one zero three nine is my number. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. I really do appreciate Noelle coming on, even though she had to shorten the appearance because of uh, the danger to her life standing in the middle of the road, and she's probably getting eaten alive by uh, mosquitoes. It's, it's one of those nights in New York. Okay, I'm, I'm happy. Not that, I'm, in, yeah, I'm happy I'm inside. Yeah, I'm happy I'm inside, but it's as hot as hell in here right now. It is. Uh, this studio is literally on fire. I am. I and 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 usually I open the door and it's better. But uh, it's not much better in the hallway tonight. It is, it is pretty, pretty hot uh, and muggy uh, in the New York metropolitan area. And, and again, like I said, I, I, I will be on TV sometime in January with some conservative who will point out that it snowed outside and that there's no such thing as global warming. It's been negative three degrees with the windshield for the last two days. Right, <laughs> right. And by the, you know, it, it, this is all our own fault. We should have called it climate change. And if you look at what's going on on the West coast of this country. It was 95 degrees in Seattle yesterday. It's insane. Seattle doesn't usually get above 75. It's literally the worst like wildfires. Yeah, wildfire. Half of California is on fire right now. Literally on fire. Literally on fire, burning. The fire is creating its own weather systems. That's how bad and big those fires are. Yeah. And and then there are going to be people who are going to say there's no such thing as global warming. It's a Chinese hoax to sell solar panels. (laughs) Are you kidding me, guys? Are you absolutely kidding me? I mean, we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up to reality in this country. Anyway, 631-451-1039. I'll take your calls on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Like what you hear? Grow a pair. Pick up the phone and try to tell him why he's wrong. The Chris Hahn Show. All right, America, I'm back. I'm live for a little bit while longer at 631-451-1039. That's 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, you got a little bit more time to get involved. 
with this conversation right now. 631-451-1039 is the number. So I, I, I'm a little obsessed with this, like, um, you know, there seems to be a lot of LeBron James hating going on. Probably because uh, he was very clear at the beginning of the NBA Finals that if he won, he would not go to the White House, right? And the Golden State Warriors were pretty clear that they weren't going either, but LeBron was the first one to say it, and he's the best player in basketball right now, and uh, there's just a lot of obsession going on, a lot of shut up and play, shut up and dribble, shut up and dribble, LeBron. You know, meanwhile, like any uh, any athlete that comes out with a conservative statement, you know, they have them on their shows, right? But Rush Limbaugh particularly got under my skin this week. I mean, LeBron James was being celebrated all over the country for opening up that school in Cleveland, uh, excuse me, Akron, Ohio, uh, where he was from. Uh, you know, talk about a guy who's given back to his community. He's done a lot. Um, you know, and, and look, I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of LeBron. I think LeBron is a fantastic player. I, I like his politics, obviously. I don't mind it when a sports star or a celebrity puts their political opinion out there. I think it's dangerous for them. Because, yeah, I mean, there are some people in this country who will not be their fan if they do that. And uh, I think that's wrong. I, I, you know, I, I mean, we didn't always know the positions of people because there was no Twitter. They weren't on TV as much because there wasn't this 24-hour news cycles that we have now and 24-hour news stations like CNN and Fox and MSNBC where, uh, you know, their every statement might be scrutinized. So now we know, right? I mean, you might not have known you know, uh, Burt Lancaster, let's say, you might not have known his position back in the 60s when he was uh, popular. Frank Sinatra, uh, you know, maybe you saw him with President Kennedy or something. I don't know. The country wasn't as divided then. But now you know. You hear it. You see it. People want to fill an hour of news like I'm doing right now. They talk about it. And of course, it's been a while since I've used a Rush Limbaugh you know, clip because his, you know, ever shrinking and dying audience, uh, is, uh, I can't remember how I used to say it, Mike Rush Limbaugh's audience is ever dying, is ever aging and dying his ever aging, shrinking and dying audience. Uh, you know, is just, I don't know. I, I guess that's the Trump base right now, but, uh, play number three for me. And I want to talk about this. Then when I am driving in, I didn't tell you this. I hear that LeBron James LeBron James did an interview on CNN. You know, the noted political expert, LeBron James. And LeBron James says that President Trump is using sports to divide the nation. Really? LeBron James. At least Michael Jordan knew that Republicans buy sneakers, too. And so while he wanted to sell sneakers, Jordan, for the most part, steered away from this stuff, even though he's a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat and leftist. But LeBron James, look, I know we have freedom of speech. Anybody can say what they want. But the man has no political education. <laughs> you know who else didn't have a political education? Uh, Rush Limbaugh. I'm sorry, America. Before he started doing talk radio, he wasn't like me, spent his whole life in politics. Rush Limbaugh was a top 40 DJ. And he was looking for a niche. And he found it. And he was entertaining. He's entertaining about it. But Rush Limbaugh didn't like work on presidential campaigns or work in the White House or work in the Senate or a Congress or even local government. Rush Limbaugh was a top 40 DJ spinning records on top 40 stations. 
He wasn't even like a progressive rock DJ. He was a dumb old whatever's on top, top 40 DJ. Didn't even have to pick out his records. And he wants to talk about LeBron James' political education. And and by the way, where does he get off calling Michael Jordan a leftist? I've never heard Michael Jordan talk about politics ever. Is he just assuming he's a leftist because he's black? I don't know what Michael Jordan's politics is. He doesn't talk about politics. How dare you, Rush? How dare you talk about Michael Jordan like that? The greatest basketball player to ever live. You don't know what his politics are. I hope he's a leftist, but I don't know, and I don't care. And you know what? LeBron James is right. The president is dividing the nation over sports, America. This whole taking a knee thing, he did it again tonight at the rally in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, where he talked about people taking a knee at our sporting events, and they should just fire him, get him off the field. America... LeBron James was giving an interview because he gave hundreds of millions of dollars through his family foundation to start a school to bring at-risk fourth and fifth graders into a classroom environment that would better prepare them for middle school and high school. Talk about a great guy doing a great thing. And a reporter asked him a question about Trump, and he said, I think President Trump is dividing the nation over sports. Now, America... Agree with him or not, the president of the United States is asking America to take a position on how sports peop- sportsmen and women stand for a song or a national anthem. And I've said this over and over again. I'll say it again tonight. I think I always stand for the national anthem. Remove my hat. But I thank God every day I live in a country where you don't have to. It's your choice. We don't have to stand. This isn't Nazi Germany. Papers, please get up and stand for the pledge. No. You have a choice in America. And if you want to do a peaceful protest and take a knee, and and, and again, and I'll say this again and again and again and again and again, the people taking a knee are not taking a knee because they hate the troops. They're not taking a knee uh, because they hate America. They're taking a knee to draw attention to problems they perceive and that are real, frankly, particularly in the African-American community in their dealings with law enforcement. If you think that this is a country where everybody's treated equally, Get out of your bubble and take a look and talk to some people you might not ordinarily talk to because people are not treated equally in this country. Talk to any African-American you know. Have a conversation with them about their interactions with law enforcement. Just talk to them. And And again, I am not saying that every member of law enforcement is doing bad things all the time. What I'm saying is that there are some interactions by some members of law enforcement with people of color that need to be addressed, that should be looked at with great scrutiny, and there should be some training to change the way people think. Law enforcement has a tough job. I get it. Okay? I understand it. I support them. I support the police. I support them and what they do. That doesn't mean they're always right. I always say I'm not always right. 
I always tell you, question everything, question everybody, even me. So what is the big deal with somebody taking a knee to just draw a little attention to the problems that they have witnessed in their own communities? And where does Rush Limbaugh get off talking about LeBron James' political education? I'm sorry, I get it. LeBron James skipped college. He went right to the NBA. He's that good, right? Skipped college. But, you know, for a guy who skipped college, LeBron James seems to be pretty well together in his thoughts and his statements. They seem very well informed. And and, in fact, I, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, didn't LeBron, didn't LeBron go back to school and get his bachelor's while he was in the NBA? Didn't he do something like that? We got to figure that out. I'll, I'll look it up. Look it up. I, I'm pretty sure he did. He has no political education, is what Rush said. He has no political, he has no, no political education. Yeah, neither do you. Uh, I, I don't know. When, when you were spinning, uh, uh, you know, when you were playing disco tunes in the 1970s, did, did you learn about your conservative leanings then? Huh? Did you? Rush, like. I, I, I don't know. Did Casey Kasem uh, give you the rundown on uh, geopolitics, international politics? How about procedures in the Senate? Uh, uh, did you learn about that while, while you're working at, uh, you know, we were in the Z Morning Zoo somewhere? I, I, don't, I don't understand where he gets off. Maybe you do. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I'm still live. On a hot and muggy August night, 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to be part of the conversation, 631-451-1039. I got a little bit of time left from you, a little bit of, left, little bit of time left here tonight, and I am going to keep talking about this because this is the assumption that he has no political education, the assumption that he doesn't study politics, that, that you know, only right, like... You know, Rush has people call his show all the time, every single day. I have people call my show every single day. And they want to talk about politics. They want to talk about what's going on in the world. Okay, and they don't have the access to the media that LeBron has, but they call into Rush's show. Well, where's their political education? Should they not talk about politics? Should my callers not talk about politics, Mike? I mean, what's up? If they don't know anything, they should talk about it. <laughs> At least you tell them what to read and what not to read. Right. I give, them, I give them reading lists, and they try to do Also, it. so LeBron James, he got a degree from the University, University of Phoenix in 2013, I believe it was, after making a major donation. But in a recent uh, interview, he plans on going back to college. Anyway. Good. Good for him. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. That was very good research you did right there. He's got an honorary degree. All right. So that that's fine, I'll take it. But I mean, I mean, I, I listen to the Limbaugh show a lot for material. I mean, where do you think I get this stuff from? I listen to his I listen to his show a lot, and I don't think he's very well educated politically, even though he's been doing politics now for thirty years. And I'm a hundred percent sure that his listeners aren't like they have no political education, and they comment on politics every single day. You know, they're bus drivers, they're truck drivers, they're farmers. They're doctors, maybe, a few of them. 
Where's their political education? You know, I mean, like you got to have political education to understand that the president, you know, he's got sports education. He's in the locker room. I think he talks to other athletes a lot more than Rush Limbaugh does. I know he had that short stint on Monday Night Football. That was a disaster, complete disaster. Spends a lot of time talking to athletes, top athletes, because he's one of the top elite athletes in this country. So I think he might understand how they're feeling about what the president's doing to sports in this country and dividing this country on something that we all used to just love. We all used to just like Sunday afternoon was talking about how the running back did or how the quarterback did or how that defensive play. Did you see that kick? No, no, no. We got to talk about the pledge. I should be the anthem. Who did that? You think it was just because Colin Kaepernick took a knee once? No, it's because the president made a big deal out of it to rally up that base because it's all he cares about. When is this president going to start caring about the rest of the country and try to reach out to them? When is he going to reach out to me? I, you know, I was on television a lot the week he got elected including shows he loves to watch. And I made it very clear that night. Congratulations, you're the president. I wish you well. When was he going to reach out to me? And I was in Manhattan the night after the election. I saw people marching through the streets. I walked by Trump Tower that night. I saw the protests, America. I was there. And I walked into Fox News on 6th Avenue And I went and I sat down on the chair across from a host and I told her how I felt. I said, look, we're all Americans. The election's over. He won. He's the president. He's all of our president. I hope he reaches out across the aisle and tries to to work with Democrats and Republicans to make America great. That's what I said. I hope he does it. I hope he succeeds. And by the way, I still hope he does that tries to work across the aisle to get things accomplished. I still hope for that every day. I I see no evidence of him trying to do that, but I still hope he does that. I don't know why he doesn't try it. He could have did it the first day he was in office. Instead, he gave this Stephen Miller, Steve Bannon-esque speech about uh, national carnage. Like, I, I mean... What the heck? You know who else didn't have any political education? Donald Trump before he became president. Where was his political education? Where was his military education? He, he, he described the 1970s disco scene in New York as his own personal Vietnam, trying to avoid STDs. That's the president of the United States right now. Where's his education on these kind of things? Does he get to talk about it? Why does LeBron James bother you so much, Rush? Because you know that your old, fat, rapidly aging and dying audience is going to love that you made fun of that big, tall, rich black man. How dare he say something about Donald Trump? That's really what it is, America. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it out for what it is. It's race baiting. If it was Larry Bird that said that, Larry Bird used to be a basketball player when I was a kid, for those of you listening who don't know who Larry Bird is. Or or let's say Peyton Manning or Eli Manning. You think Rush would have the same kind of reaction? Aaron Rodgers, let's say Aaron Rodgers 
instead of doing the State Farm double check, uh, you know, said, you know, I don't like how Donald Trump is dividing America over the anthem and how people stand for it or not. Would Rush then comment on his political education? Uh, Is he trying to point out that LeBron James didn't go to college? I don't even know if that Rush Limbaugh went to college. I'm sure he's got an honorary degree from some, you know, like uh, Liberty University or some nonsense like that. But although they might have taken away from him when he had that drug problem, they probably did, right? I I would think that Liberty University doesn't want to have a, give an honorary doctorate to a, uh, you know, an addict. Oh, but it was prescription pills. Okay. Yeah, that's better, I guess, right? Because he didn't get on the street. He got it from a doctor. He committed fraud and drug crimes, but okay. You know, you, you think what you want, Rush fans. I find it hard to believe that if a white athlete had made the same statement, I find it hard to believe that Rush Limbaugh would have the same reaction because it wouldn't play with his audience. His audience don't want to hate, they don't want to hate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looks like them. He plays in Wisconsin. They don't want to hate Aaron Rodgers. Well, they want to hate a big, tall black guy with billions of dollars. That's what they want to hate. I mean, he's being interviewed upon the opening of the school that he donated hundreds of millions of dollars to through his foundation. That's going to take at risk, maybe tens of millions of dollars. I might have that wrong. I'm going to take at risk youth in fourth and fifth grade and prepare them for middle school and high school. America, that's a great thing that LeBron did for his community. A great thing. I don't see any schools being opened by Rush. I mean, Rush has made a lot of money. A lot of money. I know he's got a solid gold bed. I've seen those pictures. But I don't see him donating any money to help kids get ahead. I mean, where's his charity? All these guys say, we don't want the government, you know, they're all Christians, right? And, 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 and Christ said, do unto the least of them as you would do unto me. And Rush pretends to be a Christian, even though we know he's not, right? He, he pretends to be a Christian. Uh, and he says, the government shouldn't be taking the money. You should be volunteering your money and donating your money. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, where does he do it? I'm sure I would know about it if Rush Limbaugh was giving to a cause to help at-risk youth. I'm sure I would have heard of it. Has he done that? Has Rush Limbaugh done what LeBron James has done on any scale at all? I don't think so, America. I don't think so. Where's his charity? Where's his giving? LeBron James was asked a question by a reporter because he gave millions of dollars to help kids in his hometown. And he had every right to comment on what the president did, just as the president has every right to talk about what what NFL players are doing and NBA players are doing if he wants to. Every right. The president never played professional football. He, He tried to buy a team. They wouldn't let him. Yet somehow we let him be president of the United States. Go figure. All right. <laughs> That's why he's really mad because they wouldn't let him buy a team. Right. Twice. It is. Twice. The whole thing. He just started a whole new league. It's the whole failed. story. 
All right. I want to thank you all for listening tonight. And I want to remind you to seek the truth. Question everything. Question everyone. Even me. Seek the truth, America. I know it's out there and I know you'll find it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. We drink ourselves stupid and work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mom and dad said we should do. Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. 